<laughs> Shall we begin? Welcome to the Savage Monster Cast. I'm your host, Scott Marshan Davis of Happy Monster Press. Let's begin. On this week's podcast, we continue character creation with a Tremador Techno Wizard, an Elven Leyline Walker, and a Human Juicer. Hi, my name is Frank, and I'm playing Click, a Tremador Techno Wizard. So welcome. Why did you pick a Techno Wizard? Basically, I, I, I wanted to make a Forge from the X-Men. That works. And why a Tremador? And it, it seemed like a good fit. And um, it seemed like a good for, for the story I was looking to, to put in where he was crash landed somewhere, almost like uh, Tom, Tom Hanks from Castaway. It would be better to have a dimensional being. That works. We will start off with some die rolling. OK, so I did send you a roll 20 link if you can hop on there. All right, so the first die roll that you're going to do is for your background, your narrative hook, a little bit of how okay. you got to the Tomorrow Legion. So this is all going to be D20 rolls. All right, you got it. All right, with a one, then <laughs> you were involved in the Siege of Tolkien, which actually makes sense for a techno wizard. So the, Tolkien was a high magic city in what is we, roughly where Minneapolis-St. Paul is in current America. And it, it's north of the coalition, which is a decidedly anti-magic power in North America. So they had a huge war, which ended about a year ago, and Tolkien lost. This was not a straightforward good guys, bad guys thing. The coalition in general are not real friendly. They're a bit on the fascist side. Okay. But the Tolkien guys went a little overboard in, in home defense, started summoning demons and things like that. So it was kind of a mess all the way around. So you can think about how you got involved in that and uh, and maybe how you got out. You okay. also you also get some benefit roles and those benefit roles for you. Some of them are limited where you can only roll on certain benefit tables and some of them you can roll on any benefit table you want. OK, so the ones that you are limited you have three roles that you can only use on one of three tables. Education, enchanted items and mystic gadgets, and magic and mysticism. You can do one on each or two on one and one on another or all three on one, whichever you prefer. Okay. So enchanted, yeah. item, enchanted items and mystic gadgets is just what it says on a tin. You will end up with some magic items, which are uh, cool things that you're going to be very good at using. Okay. Magic and mysticism is going to boost your magical powers. So it might get you more power points. It might get you greater capabilities. It might get you extra powers, things like that. Okay. And then uh, education and experience and wisdom. Education is tends to be sort of academic training. It's probably gonna, it's most likely going to get you some skills. And experience and wisdom is more like going to be road scholar things, things that you picked up uh, while you've been kicking around in North America. Okay. So where would you like to start? Huh. Oh, we're going to start on the magic items. Toys are always fun. Toys are always fun. So give me another D20. All right. With a 13, you get a magic optic system. So basically you have the magical version of night vision goggles, which do all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, let's see. Magic optic systems plus two to sight based notice checks. And you have the ability to use dark sight, far sight and detect arcana with this thing. So it's pretty slick. It's pretty slick. All right, so that's one roll. You get uh, two more that you can roll on one of those four tables. What would you like to do next? So that's education, experience and wisdom, magic, or more magic items. 
Uh, let's do the magic. All right, roll it. Ah, that you get your choice because it's always good to roll a 20. Okay, so here are your options. You get five extra power points. Your weird science slash techno wizardry skill gains the effect of the marksman edge. So you're basically better at shooting things with it. You get one additional power, which can be higher than novice rank, which is pretty cool. So you can get something that we would not normally have access to at this point. You can get the rapid recharge edge where you get your power points back sooner. You can choose one of your powers that automatically gets a raise. So you don't, and if, if you succeed at all, you get whatever the effect of the raise is. That's also pretty cool. You can reduce the PowerPoint cost of your powers by one whenever you get a raise. All your damage dealing spells do mega damage, which is also pretty cool. Or you get plus two damage whenever you're doing any kind of damaging spell. Lots of good options there. There's no real bad choices in this table. No, no, there aren't. Going back and forth between the additional power and the rapid recharge. Tough call, but of those two, I'd lean towards the additional power because, uh, like I said, you can get powers that are higher rank than you would normally have access to. Let's do that. All right. So that leaves you with one more roll that you can roll on one of these two tables, or you can roll on education and, and or experience and wisdom. What did the experience and wisdom do again? Usually you get, you most likely you'll get, you'll get an edge of some kind. Okay. So. Uh, so you'll get uh, some additional thing, lux, a possibility, uh, danger sense, uh, connections, things like that. And education tends to be more likely you're going to get some skills. Yeah, I think he's pretty buffed on the skills already. So why don't we when do we do that? The road scholar one experience and wisdom. Roll it. OK, with an eight, you actually do get the danger sense edge. So you have an uncanny ability to tell when there's trouble. That actually kind of makes sense with your your background of being a loner. You were out on your on your own for a long time. You would be very alert to things happening around you. Yes, I have the awareness of a rabbit. <laughs> All right, you get two more. You get two more rolls. You can still use the tables that we just talked about, but there are other tables that you can also jump into as well if you want to go a little more diverse. Your choice. Your additional choices are body armor, which can either give you new armor or buff up the armor you have. Close combat weapons, if you want to do something close combat. You can roll on cybernetics, but I wouldn't re recommend it because it kind of screws up your power. No, I'm not. Yeah, we're going to skip that. Ranged weapons, uh, just what it says on the tin. Training, which also tends to be kind of skills-based, but sometimes edges. It's a little more combat-oriented than education, usually. Okay. And uh, underworld and black ops. Or you could go for more magic items, more magic, education, experience, and wisdom. You've got two more rolls. What would you like to do with them? Now, just so you know, as a techno wizard, you start out with a, uh, tele a telekinetic revolver and adventure survival armor. So you're not starting out completely unarmed. You do not currently have a close combat weapon, however. That may not be an issue. You might want to be a hangback kind of guy, but uh, it's something to keep in mind. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to end up more... Let the meat shields go up there and fix them when they break. Sounds good. Oh, I'm, I'm not too worried about... Well, uh, okay. Refresh my memory. Can revolvers be used in close combat? They can. They would be using your fighting skill, but it's a, but pistol scale weapons can be used in close combat. Okay. Let's do the, edu the education one. Okay. Roll it. Okay. You have five extra skill points to spend which is good because you don't get as many skill points in uh, Adventure Edition as you, as you did in uh, the previous one. However, they are, they are educational skill points. So you can only spend them on smarts, knowledge-type skills. Okay. 
Although that frees up the other ones to, to do other things with. Yep. You can also spend them on the healing skill or on the research skill, which is actually an interesting one. Cause as far as I know, nobody in the party has any decent research at this point. That might be one to put a point or two in. If you got to oh, do any cool. academic work, we got nobody for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And one last roll. What would you like? Body armor, close combat weapons, education, mystic gadgets, experience and wisdom, magic, ranged weapons, training, underworld and black ops. What does the underworld and black ops do? Uh, it's basically, uh, skills or edges that are associated with being in the the darker side of the world so you might get uh thievery skill you might have black market connections you might be a jack of all trades you might be an assassin let's try that all right get the first person to roll on that one well i figured that might be an that might be another one where spending that time alone you know he yep. learned how to break into a building that kind of thing uh that one Okay, now this is actually very fitting. You pick up the MacGyver Edge. So basically you can cobble together, uh, in addition to being able to cobble together magical gadgets, you can also cobble together conventional gadgets out of random parts. It also boosts your repair one. So you now have an absurd repair D12 plus one. Okay, wait, so I have a re the, my repair is now D D12 plus one? Your repair is now D12 plus one, which is just nuts. So basically if it if it's exists you can fix it i've made forge <laughs> pretty much yeah you can whip together any sort of device you like okay you also get some you also get as a trimador you also get your choice of one of three skills at d6 hacking cybernetics or electronics one note your repair of electronic devices is limited by your electronic skill so that might be one to put the d throw a d6 at opening the sheet i had here because i did um okay did you modify things a little bit from the uh, from Savage Rifts? Uh, Rifts had kind of had to to adapt it to to uh, the adventure edition. Okay. Yep. No. No worries. I had done electronics, arcana, and engineering. Yep. So repair is basically engineering. You've got a cult, so let's throw in electronics then. Okay. All right. So next up would be attributes. You have five attribute points. Everything starts at a D4. What would you like to boost and how much? Okay. So I took smarts up to a D8. Okay. Ability to a D6. Yep. Spirit to a D6. And okay. I had strength at a D6, but I'm thinking about changing that to, to vigor. That's probably better. And then strength is D4. Yeah. Okay. That works. So that puts your base toughness at five with your armor that goes up to nine. Okay. So hindrances. I threw in uh, this delusional thinks your constructs are alive. What did you think about the uh, major phobia of abandonment? I, I, I think that's, I want to do that. And you have the automatic quirk that you talk to your constructs that leaves you with one available minor hindrance that you can throw in. Okay. So just kind of scanning through some of the uh, the minor hindrances here that might be appropriate. Big mouth would be interesting for kind of the socially inept that you can't keep a secret because you've been out on your own forever. Actually, that might also fit in with the fact that he talks to his gadgets and hums and whatnot. Big mouth it is. All right. So you'll, you'll tend to blurt things. I kind of do that anyway. So. So that gives you two points uh, or two possibility of taking two edges. Uh, one of them I already gave you. I modified Beast Friend to make it Techno Beast Friend. So you have a cyber cat and that is an autonomous creature that you can order around. So that uh, that would be your drone. So you can either pick up another edge with the other point. You could boost one of your attributes or you could spend it on skills. 
Okay. And then you also have uh, the Danger Sense and MacGyver that you picked up from the die rolls. And then you have the Techno Beast Friend, which also also allows you to make friends with other robots that you might encounter. Which edge was that one? Uh, it's the Beastmaster Edge. Oh, but okay. I, so that's... I, re- I revised it to be robots rather than animals. Okay. And that gets you a Beast Companion, which I changed to a Robot Companion, uh, so that you can have uh, your, your drone-type critter. Okay. No, that makes sense. I think I was looking at the Scrounger Edge. Scrounger is definitely a good one, and that definitely fits. If he can build everything, he's going to need to be able to find everything. Right. You do need the Luck Edge for that, though. So you could take Luck now and then pick up Scavenger next. And Luck's a good edge because that gets you extra bennies. Let's do that, then. All right. Luck it is. All right. So before we get on to skills, yes. you, your your revolver gets a minor techno wizard upgrade. So you've you've tinkered with it a little bit. So there are several different options for what that can be. You could have plus one to shooting, plus one to damage, five extra power points that can be used for that device, make it half the weight or add a trapping. For example, you could make it a fire pistol instead of a standard pistol. I think right now we're going to go with the plus one to shooting. All right. Got that. All right. So you have an absurd number of starting skills at this point. You have athletics, common knowledge, notice, persuasion, and stealth all at D4. That's standard for the adventure edition. You have techno wizardry at D8, occult at D6, repair at a whopping D12 plus one, science at D6, and electronics at D6. And you have five skill points that you can spend on battle, occult, academics, science, research, or healing only. So let's get those spent first. What would you like to spend those on? Okay. Okay. Those were the knowledge ones? Yep. What is battle? That means you have some grasp of tactics. Okay. Different than fighting or shooting. That's yes. actually... Oh. That's tactics and strategy. Okay. And, and the the knowledge skills I already had were... You've got occult at D6 and science at D6. And I'm guessing occult is the same thing as arcana? Yes. Okay. That's the new version. Did we roll the electronics and everything all together then? Yep. You have electronics at D6 as well. That's a separate skill that's not covered by the uh, the knowledge skills that, that you have for those five points, though. Okay. Okay. So why don't we... If I wanted to do something at a D6, it would be two points for that item. So a D6 of research Correct. would cost two points. Right. So that would leave you with three for other knowledge skills. Out of curiosity... How many machining people are in the party right now versus, you know, straight up meat bags? Uh, it's pretty, it's a pretty mixed bag. So we have currently a gooder boy. Uh, that's definitely a, a technology thing. Okay. We have a cyber knight, which is definitely not. A Jedi. Yep. Yep. A ley line walker, which is also definitely not. A juicer, which kind of is, uh, a long, kind of straddles the, uh, the boundary there. And a burster who, uh, is a, basically a pyrokinetic and, uh, He's definitely he's the he's definitely a primitive type. So it's probably about one third technologically oriented folks and and uh, two thirds, I guess about half non technological. And you're right on the boundary between the two. Okay, so why don't we do a D six in research? Okay. A D six in healing. Okay, always useful. And that leaves you with one point for something else. So you could boost a cult or science, or you could pick up a D four in battle or a D four in academics. What would academics, what kind of role would academics be? Uh, history, literature, art. Why don't we do a D4 in battle? Okay. It's also one I don't think anybody has picked up as yet. All right. So you that leaves you with... Keeping with the fact that I was at the conflict and lost. Yep. So that leaves you with 12 skill points for whatever else you want. So what would you like to spend those on? 
Okay. Okay. We're going to blow a bunch of those pretty quickly. Okay. Go for it. Well, okay. I don't have anything in notice yet. Do I? You actually have a D4 in notice by default. Every all uh, adventure edition characters do. Okay. So we're going to bring that up to a D6. Okay. That's one, one point. We're going to take a D6 in shooting. Okay. That's two points. We're going to take a D6 in fighting. Brings us down to seven. Yep. A D6 in driving. That's helpful. We don't have anybody who can drive yet. All right. Takes you down to seven. Take a D4 in piloting. Okay. Six. Do any of the things I have right now, um, I had a D8 in lockpicking. That would be thievery. Uh, so that would cost, with your agility of six, that would cost four, which would take you down to two. Probably a good thing to have, though. Okay. So two points left. If I took two points left? Two points left. <laughs> so I'm at, I'm at a D8 on smarts. So Yes. If you wanted to take your techno wizardry up to a D10, that would be two points. Either that, or I could bump the and the electronics to d8s you could also a good choice want to do that yeah let's do that for now I so, like here on the well-rounded side the second to last thing then is choosing your powers and help us all that was I a see, long list before it, it was yeah you get uh you get three powers plus the extra one that you picked up with your rolls and they're from the techno wizard list but the techno wizard list covers a lot of ground so what would you like your uh your baseline powers do have to be novice level powers but the the extra one does not. So you can pick something that's higher than novice for that, which is one of the cool things about it. Okay. So, and these first three, these first four powers, you have a pre-built gadget for that you can power with your, uh, your intrinsic power points, which is, which you have 15 of. Okay. Well, we don't need Farsight because we've got goggles for that. Same thing with Darksight. Yep. I am very not offensive right now. So I should probably do something about that. Um, so if you want to take your higher than novice power and you want to get offensive, blast is an excellent choice. Let's do that. So you have a blast device. Do you want to trap that with anything? Fire, ice, energy, bees, whatever. <laughs> it's bees. It can totally be bees. <laughs> uh, what does it, what does a trap do? Trapping basically just gives it a, a flavor. In some cases it might be beneficial and in some cases it might hurt you. For example, if you're fighting a fire elemental, hitting it with a fireball isn't going to do a whole lot of good, but hitting it with an ice ball would do a ton of good. Why don't we say energy for now? All right. So just straight up energy. Check. That leaves you with three novice powers to choose from. So protection is a novice power that basically adds armor to you. Uh, that's more defensive, obviously. Blind and bolt are both offensive powers. Boost lower trait can be an offensive power because you can actually uh, basically nerf people. It's, kind of, it's a utility power. Burst is another good offense power. That's a, basically a cone blast. Confusion is fun for messing up your opponents. Let's do boost boost lower for one. Yep, always a good one. Is it armor or is it protection? It's now protection. It used to be armor. I'm trying to think of how, <laughs> how often am I going to stop to cast protection? But yeah, actually, you, we'll, we'll do protection. Okay. Because that's something that's actually something nice to build into a gadget. Right. And it's also one you can apply to other people as well. It's not limited to you. Uh, another fun offensive one is Havoc, which basically uh, blasts uh, people away from you and also causes them to be distracted so they're not working as well. So repulsion field, chaos, all kinds of good stuff like that. Smite, which makes a, a weapon more effective. Environmental protection, which protects you from the elements. Healing, always handy. Uh, light and obscure, also always handy. 
deflection, which makes you harder to hit rather than harder to damage. That's uh, and then bolt, which is basically a uh, single shot, rapid fire, uh, you know, single target kind of attack. Think magic missile. You know what? We're gonna yeah, I'm gonna do bolt instead of protection. Okay. Every mate should have magic missile. And that leaves you with one. And let's see, blind stun. I'm thinking for now healing. I've got some ideas when we when he advances a little, but Okay. And don't forget with you can whip up a gadget that has any of these powers on the fly, even in the middle of a battle. That's one of the cool things about the uh, the Techno Wizard. That Arcane Machinist, you can grab any power, including ones you don't have access to because of your level. It's just harder to build that way. So one thing to note in Adventure Edition that's actually really cool is mm-hmm. that powers can be modified. So let's take Blast as an example. So your Blast power by default costs you three power points. But you can add a power point to make it a larger Blast. You can make it a smaller blast at will. You can add two power points to cause it to do an extra D6 of damage. Those are specific to blast, but there's also a whole bunch of other ones, like you can add two points to make it a mega damage blast, which can be very handy depending on who you're fighting. You can add points to make it armor piercing. You can add points to cause the target to be slowed or sped up. You can add points to make it lingering damage. There's a lot. Increase the range. Make it selective so it doesn't hit everybody in the blast. There's a lot of cool stuff you can do by adding on additional. Holy Moses. Is that in this book? That is in the Savage Worlds Adventure Edition book. So there's some extra stuff you can do. And I'll point out things as we go during the game if it looks like something that would be useful. Okay. The last thing to do in game is to roll for your money. So I need a 2d4, please. So you have the princely sum of 500 credits, which uh, in current Earth technology money is basically about 50 bucks. Awesome. On the plus side, in addition to your revolver and your armor, you also have a survival pack and a toolkit. On the minus side, those things are really heavy. So... You're gonna want to be. You're gonna want to drop your survival pack in your toolkit if you actually get into any kind of combat situation because you are carrying around 80 pounds of gear right now and you're not that strong. No, I did do that to myself, didn't I? But yeah, as I said, you can you can drop the gear or get. You could even probably talk uh, your glitter boy into strapping it on to his back or something like that, since he has absurd strength and is wearing a 10 foot tall suit of power armor. Uh, that's <laughs> he's not even gonna notice. And at some point, you might even end up with a vehicle. Who knows? That is the hope. Okay. Hi, everyone. I'm Bob, and I'm playing Quinlan, who's an elven leyline walker. Why did you pick a leyline walker? Oh, okay. Um, Classically, I like spellcasters, but I wanted to try something that's um, sort of situationally based and land based and sort of that whole sort of like overpower and sort of explosive effect. Um, cause I haven't played a caster like that in a long time and I thought it'd be fun. I thought it'd be fun to try it out so that, um, I could do all the explosive stuff and, uh, to just play sort of a different take on a normal blaster caster. And why did you pick an elf? Uh, classically, I like elves thematically, um, sort of just being nimble, sort of keen in body and mind and just, uh, taking the long view of things, but also just innately loving and respecting magic. Uh, so I wanted a character that was sort of wild and a little more primal than a human, but still very magically apt. Um, maybe not as strong, but a character that definitely uses its magic and, um, you know, is sort of druidy because of the earth merging thing, but also, uh, you know, a hard caster that will defend himself and his friends if he has to. Okay. 
So to start off, we've got some D20s to roll. All right. Um, am I rolling or are you rolling? Or are we you are rolling. And you'll have some choices to make about what to roll on, but not for this first one. This first one is a shorthand for your background. So uh, give me a D20 and we'll see what it comes up with. 16. Okay, so this one is called Should Old Acquaintances. So uh, there's a chance encounter that left you with a with a strong impression, and that eventually led you to join the Tomorrow Legion. Very cool. Okay, I can work with that. Now, the other five roles are your choice from a set of tables, and each of these tables gives you some cool benefit based on what you roll. You get five roles. Three of them you have to choose from among education, enchanted items, and mystic gadgets, experience and wisdom, and magic and mysticism. And the other two, you have more choices than that, but you can always go back to those as well if uh, you want to add more. But those, the first three have to be on one of those four tables. Where would you like to start? I think as a wizard, I definitely want to be pretty intelligent, um, and I definitely want to be good with uh, being magical and mystical. Um, so let's start with education just to you know see how book smart I am. All right, give me a d20. 14. All right. That's interesting. You actually have some background in hacking. So sort of a technomancer, perhaps. At least a little bit. You have some, but either before you uh, got your arcane powers or at some point you had uh, some, you acquired some hacking skills. So specifically that one is going to give you it uh, gives you hacking D8 and a plus two when you're trying to hack through security. Very cool. So that's a little freebie skill for that's you. That's really awesome. <laughs> okay, what table would you like next? Uh, I definitely want some magic for sure. Okay, go ahead and give me another D20 and we'll uh, pull up the magic and mysticism table. Just a four. Oh, that is not a bad thing because that gives you four, or sorry, F5 extra power points. That many. Yep. Definitely take them for sure. All right. Which takes your total up to 20 to start. Uh, would 15 have been my base uh, if I were just the Leyline Walker without any of those? Yes. Gotcha. So that leaves you with uh, one more role that has to be on education, enchanted items, and mystic gadgets, experience, and wisdom, or magic again. Uh, I'm going to go for wisdom. Okay. Roll it. 12. Okay, that's an interesting one. You are well-traveled. You've been around in the world of uh, Savage Rifts, and as a result, you have a plus two on any networking, meaning that you're kind of working the streets, or survival checks associated with being out in the world. That's actually very useful, too, sort of as a group thing. Yep. All right. So the other two roles, you have more choices. Okay. So what other things could I uh, possibly go with? So in addition to the ones, you can obviously go back to any of the four that we talked about, but you could also go for body armor, close combat weapons, which you don't actually have any of. Right. Ranged weapons, which you do have one of. Training, which is more like uh, practical experience. A lot of it's combat oriented or things like woodsman or underworld and black ops. And you have two roles that you can roll on any of those plus the original four. Okay, that's pretty cool. Um, I know I struggled with melee with my last character, uh, but at the same time, if I'm a ley line walker, I'm trying to stay out of trouble anyway. So I think I want to work on ranged actually, just as a back a backup in case I you know run out of spells or something. All right. Sounds good because you start out with a ranged weapon, but it's kind of pathetic. Uh, 
so I got a 10 on that. Okay, so your your ranged weapon is slightly less pathetic. It has a plus one damage. Yeah, that's an improvement. So instead of 2d4 plus one, it's 2d4 plus two. So at least you have a min damage of four. Yeah, which is way better. Um, in that case, uh, I think I want to take... Uh, sort of survival training. I just figure if I'm kind of well traveled, I might, you know, be self-preserving. Well, one other one that I would I would point you towards because it's pretty awesome is enchanted items and mystic gadgets. There's a lot of cool stuff in there that you would be particularly good at using based on your magical powers. Okay, that's a good idea. Then, yeah, let's go with that. Okay, let's roll it. And that's going to be an eight. That is a cool one. You have a communications band. This actually makes you more persuasive. It's kind of like a crown of leadership type thing. Oh, okay. So what it specifically does, so that one provides you with a plus two on persuasion rolls or performance rolls involving your voice. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. So as an elf, you pick up the all thumbs hindrance. You're not so good with technology. But you also get a starting D6 in agility, and you get low light vision. Both pretty useful. So then let's start with attributes. Uh, we need a... Let's start with hindrances. What would you like as far as hindrances go? What's going to be your character's flaws? Well, if I'm going to be sort of a ley line walker, is there an edge that would basically sort of represent kind of the fact that, like, I've sort of gone full Nova and I'm, like, tapped out and, like, useless afterwards? Uh, that one actually kind of comes with being drained in PowerPoints, but the thing with a ley line walker is you can read charge really easily oh okay especially if you're near a ley line gotcha um i'm trying to think of any other hindrances that would sort of work um can i have like a phobia of like um certain technologies or certain things kind of like uh troy did absolutely what kind of uh how bad is it and what are you afraid of i was about to say pavement but uh I, I don't think that would work. Um, <laughs> uh, this is hard. Uh, let's see. Elvin, Leyline Walker, what would he be afraid of? Um, well, giant giant robots? Uh, yeah, I mean, I can go with that. Demon? Like cyborgs and robots. I mean, why not? He's an elf. He likes nature. He likes being around places and working the mojo. Like, yeah, like machines and like mechanical monstrous things would probably scare the crap out of them. Okay, so how bad do you want that to be? Because that could be a major phobia, in which case it'd be minus two on your rolls when you encounter this thing. Or it could be a minor, in which case it's minus one. I kind of want major just so I have the difficulty of role-playing with it. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So that's a major phobia, which means you might actually be a little freaked out by the Glitter Boy. Nice. <laughs> Like, oh, what is this? What am I dealing with here? I'm a little freaked out. Uh, I'd allow you to get acclimated to him over time, though. But to start out with, it would be you'd be a little freaked out all the time. Okay, so other hindrances, uh, you can take two more minor ones. Uh, I don't know if you if you want this one, but I I kind of love it. uh, And I'm not going to push it on you or anything. I just think it's amazing. Monologuer. So does the character like sort of like break fourth wall and like start talking to themselves? No, it's more like the evil bad, the bad guy speech. Nice. Oh, that's hilarious. What have, what are some minor ones that you think would uh, fit pretty well? Uh, cautious would be a possibility. Okay. That's a good one. That's like what you got a negative one if you're in a situation that's really challenging and if you try to break concentration. It's it's more of a role play thing where you're just you're, you're not going to jump in with both feet. Hesitant, on the other hand, is a little more serious. It actually means uh, you draw two cards in, in combat and take the lower one. Let's see. What Hesitant else? tactically could be interesting because as a leyline walker and a caster, you know, I might not want to be the first one who's blasting um, and I might want to wait for stuff to set up. Secret is an interesting one. Yep. 
Um, so would it be that I know of a secret and I'm sort of like trying to hold it in or that I know someone else's? You, you have a secret that if revealed would be a major problem. Hmm. Uh, thin skinned is an interesting one where you're, you're not very resistant to taunts. Ooh. Um, I kind of like the one where you draw, what is it? Two cards for initiative, but you have to take the worst of the two hesitant. Yep. Got it. Hesitant. Yeah. I think that would make sense. And then you could also take thin skinned. Uh, you do get two minors. You could also take loyal or mean, depending on how you want to play it. Mean actually kind of counters your cool communication band, though. Uh, what about loyal? And maybe I'm loyal to, you know, a contact somewhere or someone else in the group. Loyal would actually be loyal to your friends. If you want to have like a contact somewhere that you're uh, that you have an obligation to, you could have a minor obligation. That would work, too. Uh, but I think loyal probably works better. It's a little easier to deal with. So let's cool. go with loyal. So we're on to attributes. Right now, you have a D6 and agility and D4s and everything else. You have five points to spend on that, and you can spend one or two additional points if you want to use your points from hindrances to boost anything. As a leyline walker, smarts is key because that's your spellcasting associated attribute. It's also good for skills, but obviously anything on here is going to be important at some time or another. Gotcha. It's basically how smart represents uh, intelligence for a wizard exactly gotcha um if i have d4s and i have five points uh how many points would it be for me to bring it to a d8 would that be two that would be two points uh yeah why don't i spend two to make it a d8 okay all right so that leaves you at three points you could take everything else up to d6 or uh, you could take something else up to d8 and uh leave something at d4 or you could uh, use one of your points to take something d8 um, I like the idea of raising a second ability uh, to a D8. Um, I think I want to be a little bit uh, sort of more dexterous. Do you want to go agility D8? Uh, yeah, I think that's a good move. Okay, that actually only costs one because you have a D6 agility already as an elf. So you're down to two points now. That leaves spirit, strength, and vigor that are all at D4s at the moment. Uh, so let's boost each of those by one except for strength. Okay. That uses up all your points. You've still got two points to spend on edges. Edges. All right. Uh, let me look at the book. So all of thoughts I had, uh, more power points is always good, especially if you're going to be using mega powers, which you have access to and most other people don't. New powers is always is also always good because then uh, you expand your, re your repertoire of powers. And the wizard power might be kind of interesting in that you uh, can retrap a power. So if you have, for example, Blast as a fire power, you can spend an extra power point and turn that into a lightning power. Ah, so it lets you change damage type depending on situational need. Exactly. Cool. Um, I think I'd like to take that one just because I can see the versatility of it. Okay. So that leaves you with a D8. Or sorry, that leaves you with one point for uh, another edge. You start, by the way, five powers. Okay. Um, I think I want to go for more power points just so I don't run out. So that's five power points that you have at that point. And then we're on to skills. So you have 12 points to spend skills. Right now you have D8s in spellcasting and hacking and D4s in athletics, common knowledge, notice, person, and stealth. And that is all of your points at the moment. I definitely like to boost my notice to a D6 at least. Oh, we can definitely do notice D6. That's one point. Do you want to pick up either fighting or shooting? I uh, definitely like to pick up uh, both, actually. Okay. 
how many points in each. You can go up one point per die up to D8 for both of those because of your agility. Okay, I think I'm going to do two in shooting and one in fighting then. Okay, so that's a D4 in fighting and a D6 in shooting. So you spent four points now. You have eight points remaining for other things. All right, and uh, do I have anything in persuasion? You have a four in persuasion right now. I'd like to pop that up to an eight as well. Okay. You might also uh, consider the occult skill. So the persuasion costs you four to get it up to eight because you're going above your spirit level. So you're down to four points now. The occult skill is basically uh, knowledge arcana from the old version. Uh, okay. And how high can I go on that going one for one? Uh, you can go up to D8 uh, for, with one for one for that, which costs three. And that leaves you with one point for something else. Okay. Let's do that. Occult D8. And then one point for uh, one other skill of your choice. All right. What else do I have that I haven't gone through? You have not boosted um, stealth, athletics, common knowledge of the skills that you already have. Those are what the D4 right now. Of course, there are also other skills you might want to pick up. Just kind of scanning through the skills list here. Uh, performance might be fun. I don't think anybody else has that. Uh, I'll take performance. As an elf, I might right. be able to do something charming and ridiculous and thrill a crowd. I like it. All right. Performance it is. So that's a performance at D4. Cool. Okay. That powers. You get five. You already have the ability to detect Arcana as a free action for no power points. And the other fun thing here is all of your powers come with the Mega version. So the Mega version is going to be a more power points, more destruction level power that you can toss out in addition to the base power. For example, if you have the base bolt power, which is kind of the magic missile type power, then the higher level power is Onslaught which costs an extra power point, but adds 4d6 to the damage. Oh my gods. Uh, uh, the mega powers are pretty awesome. Uh, the blast power, which is the fireball or what the lightning ball or what have you, four power points, and it stacks on another 2d6 on top of the regular power. Oh, wow. So it goes from 2d6 to 4d6. There's a lot of nasty, nasty powers here. You yeah. are limited... You are limited to novice level powers only, but that's usually a pretty long list. It's true. Um, I definitely so, want something that's like a magic missile. That's a given. So Bolt is kind of the classic on that one. So okay. we'll throw Bolt on there. That's a single point, right? Yep. Uh, you get, it's basically one for one. So powers, you get one, one power for one point. All right. So there's Arcane Protection, which is... Uh, defense against arcane attacks versus straight protection, which is defense against physical attacks. All right. Um, is there a chain lightning ability? Uh, not directly, but uh, burst is pretty close. Uh, burst is a cone attack, so it's more like uh, burning hands. But did you want to throw oh. a trapping on that bolt? You know, like make it fire, energy, lightning, poison, whatever. Uh, I'll make it energy. Okay. Untyped energy it is. So so burst is kind of what you're talking about, but it's not ranged per se. But it is like a burning hands, which is good area of effect. Yep. Another interesting one is that kind of fits with the chain lightning is havoc. Uh what havoc does is you can either do it as a cone or as a medium burst within smarts range. And anyone who hit is hit by it is automatically distracted, which makes them more it reduces their ability to use skills. 
and they have to make a strength roll. And if they fail the strength roll, they are blasted away from either you or away from the center of the blast. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool and really good for close quarter stuff. Do you want to take it lightning typed? Uh, definitely. Yeah. All right. That leaves with three more powers. Do you want to look at anything that's more utility oriented or? Uh, yeah, utility is actually a good idea. So illusion is always good. So is environmental protection, which basically protects you from fatal environments. So you can you can cast this and you can go underwater. You can go uh, fly into space, jump into a the outer atmosphere of a gas giant. It's oh, only cool. if you're actually immersed in lava or in the middle of a nuclear reactor that it starts to fail. That's really neat. I think I should definitely take that. All right. So environmental protection, the mega version, plus two power points. It also protects against all environmental effects. So you actually could stroll through the core of a melting down nuclear reactor with a mega version of environmental protection. Jeez, starting out. That's crazy. Yeah, that's the nice thing about the Leyline Walker is you start out with mega level powers. And mega level powers are can be pretty messy. Uh, healing is obviously always a, a utility level power. Mind link is also an interesting one. You can connect telepathically with a range of one mile or five with a raise. I think that would actually work for my character concept because if I'm on ley lines and I'm trying to keep things under in, in control and whatnot, but like also have sort of a mental psychic component, that's kind of cool. Yep, that works. Mind link will go for it. And that leaves you with one more. So if you want to be really nasty and surprising, there's an underrated power that I particularly like. So I'll toss that one at you and I'll toss one other at you too. Summon ally lets you uh, summon a magical servant. And as you get more powerful, the power level of that servant increases. It's the point where I, at the top level, you can do a mirror version of yourself. The other one is Burrow. What Burrow lets you do is dissolve into the earth and appear elsewhere. And oh, so it's earthbending. Yeah, you can pop up behind someone and potentially get the drop on them. I really like that, and I like the idea of being on a ley line and moving through it that way. Okay, Burrow it is. So that's your five powers. Energy Bolt, Lightning Havoc, Environmental Protection, Mind Link, and Burrow. That's a pretty versatile list. Definitely. Kind of wacky, but I think it'll be fun. Okay, the last thing then, uh, as far as character creation goes, if you get your starting cash. So you can give me 1d4, and uh, that'll multiply out to the number of credits you have. All right, so you start with 2,000 credits, which is about the equivalent of $200. So it's not going to buy you a whole heck of a lot. You also start with Leyline Light Walker Armor, or Leyline Walker arm, Light Armor, I should say which gives you a plus three armor at a very light weight. And it helps, it's got filtering systems to resist airborne toxins and diseases. And you start with an NGS2 survival pack, which has all kinds of good stuff in it. Rations, tent, fishing gear, short range radio, navigation system, all kinds of interesting things. And an NG33 laser pill, which is not a particularly great laser pistol, but it's better than nothing, especially when you're out of power points. Cool. Is there a sort of next level up pistol that I would be proficient with that I could get just to pack more punch? Probably not. Prices in, in rifts are just absurd high. I will check the table for you. Okay, if you want to upgrade, yeah, the next level pistol up is about 11,000 credits. Uh, Yeah, definitely out of my range. But fear not, because 
there tends to be a lot of opportunity to scunge and scavenge gear in on Rift's Earth. So who knows what sort of things you might come up with. Excellent. As with many new podcasts, we ran into a bit of a challenge on our recording. Specifically, I completely messed up recording the character creation session for Steve, our juicer. So we got together again and talked through some of the aspects of his character so you don't completely miss out. Without further ado, let's look at our juicer. Hi, my name is Steve, and I'm playing Lance, the human juicer. Beautiful. Okay, so why did you pick a juicer? So I started off uh, reading, you know, the framework behind it, and I figured that, you know, the the sense of urgency behind the character class would get me, you know, involved in the game a little bit more because you know, I'm kind of on a clock to do something awesome, or I lose my chance. Cool. And why did you stick with human? I think you're the only human in the party at this point. Oh, because it kind of went along with the character concept where, um, you know, I'm going for the whole thing where uh, this this guy sold himself to the juicer process in order to, like, you know, get a good life for his family. And, um, yeah, it just seemed like uh, if you were, you know, any other type of metahuman sort of deal, like this would look like a bad deal to you. You probably had something else going on, you know. Well, that makes sense. So let's talk through some of the specifics of the character then. So you went with primarily uh, a balance of fighting and shooting for your character. Yes, I assume that we're going to need to do a bit of a mix of both. And you went with the freshly juiced edge, which gives you a little bit more burn to you so you don't burn out quite so quickly. Yeah, the way the math works out on that one, it gives me a bit of wiggle room where uh, I can assume that I'll be around for a while without having to like start that clock immediately. Makes sense. And then if you do want to use burn, you have the burn brighter edge, which makes sure that it's worth it. Yeah, indeed. If it ever comes down to the point where I actually need to spend one of those points, it uh, it, it better be worth the while. And then you have the nifty combo, which a lot of people have pointed out is excellent in uh, Savage Worlds Adventure Edition in particular of the quick and level headed edges. So quick gets you lets you discard a card that's less than a, a six in initiative and level headed lets you draw two. So the shenanigan you can pull there is if you draw, say, a five and a six, you would normally have to keep the six. But with quick, you could discard the five and then draw two more cards and hopefully get something better. And, you know, when that chemical rig fires up, you know, juicers are supposed to be moving at kind of a speed that makes everyone look sluggish anyway. Um, so I feel like that plays into the factor that this guy really is superhumanly fast. On the hindrances front, all juicers have a, at least a minor death wish. But you also took uh, Wanted Major Coalition. So what do you have an idea of what you did that has the coalition so uh, interested in taking you down? I am a deserter. Um, I was, in fact, juiced in order to be a member of coalition forces. And when I got through the process and was sent out on my first mission, I realized that we were out here killing innocent people and I didn't want to be a part of it. So I left um, taking my superhuman abilities and all to the other side of the fight. And then you have uh, arrogant, which I guess would kind of fit with that because you're looking at it and saying, you know, 
I, I know better than the coalition does. Yes, uh, that and like also I know that I'm a prize for any army that wants to pick me up. OK, and then Ruthless Miner, how does that play into your story? Well, I feel like this one plays in after um, the coalition betrayal has gone down, uh, where he's just gotten to the point where um, no one's going to stand in his way of getting back at the people who put him up to doing this uh, because he essentially traded his life away uh, for a cause that ended up being you know, horrific in standpoint. Makes sense. And that could certainly tie in with the Death Wish as well. So talking stats, uh, you have the a very respectable D10 in agility, strength, and vigor, which is going to make you very formidable in combat. But you kept a good balance with a D6 in both smarts and spirit as well. Yeah, I didn't want to go on balance on this run through. I've, you know, we uh, with some of the background stuff that we rolled coming up, like it just made sense that you know he had some spirit and some smarts to back up. Uh, those physical capabilities and of course being a juicer you start out with the absolutely absurd pace of 16 which is uh, almost three times the pace of a normal human um i believe only like crazies and cyber knights get up to that level without severe augmentation and our one cyber knight is not quite there i think she taps she uh taps out at about pace 10 although with the speed power she could uh possibly even outrun you uh, depending on how that power activates i have no doubt they uh they get scary as they they develop up but um i don't have to activate a thing i just am there when i need to be one interesting thing which is verging on maybe overpowered with the cyber knight in uh, savage world adventure edition is that the quickness power is now built into speed so by spending extra power points you can get the extra actions uh which in her build is kind of scary because she also has improved frenzy ambidextrous and two-fisted so she'll there'll be a lot of flailing away with swords in each hand well i don't rightly expect to survive so long but you know split the seconds is available option to me you know at the at the upper end of things uh that is absolutely true and you never know the the juicer ability of uncanny reflexes gives you a minus two against all attacks so that'll help keep you out of trouble as will your total 15 toughness and armor combo the juicer assassin plate throws on seven extra armor which is very nice and you've got a pretty decent arsenal uh, in addition to the standard loadout for a juicer which is a wilkes 320 and a ja9 laser rifle and a vibrosword, you also picked up the ja11 energy rifle which gives you mega damage sniper capability plus a shotgun blast in close range. Yeah, I took a look at the weaponry um, sort of after the fact, and flipping through it, um, I think I was right to take some of your advice on that, where uh, that um, that rifle slash ion cannon, you know, kind of uh, adaptable combo is really sort of the best bang for the buck um, for a starting weapon. and. Uh, kind of makes me a little useful in all all situations. Uh, that one is a fun one, yeah. The Rift setting, the Megaverse, and associated characters and locations are the property of Palladium Books. Savage Worlds is the property of Pinnacle Entertainment. All other content is the property of Happy Monster Press. Find us at www.happymonsterpress.com or as Happy Monster Press on Twitter, Facebook, MeWe, and Pashpost. Theme music, Jason Shaw's Ice Cold. Yeah. <laughs>